0: Ready to be your best self? Join the BU movement, an international inclusive community of wellness enthusiasts, fitness gurus, holistic seekers, entrepreneurs, and life students. Start your journey at BUMVMT.com to join our newsletter, where you'll unlock free resources, including workouts, exclusive wellness discounts, a growing podcast library, and more. Visit BUMVMT.com to join our B-U Movement community and embark on a journey to become the best version of yourself together. Are you ready to be you? Let's go. What is up, wellness movers? My name is Brooke Emery. I am our host and founder of the BU Movement Podcast. And I'm so excited to have you join us today as we explore and transform with the one and only drum roll, please, Mark Tollifson. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. On our podcast, we focus on the five aspects of wellness, and usually we like to pick one or two of them, but today I'm excited. We're going to touch upon all of them within our conversation together. Yes. So just a little bit of a highlight. Mark brings a wealth of wisdom and experience to the table, sharing insights from his unique journey that led him to facilitating vision quest experiences, and I'm so excited to get into it. We'll dive into how your upbringing and experiences with indigenous communities have shaped your perspective and will shape all of ours on nature, spirit, and the journey to what it truly means to be you. Mark, welcome.
1: Thanks very much, Brooke. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. And we were just talking how life just takes you places and, you know, you have your own vision quest coming up, which we'll get into what that that entails and an exciting guest coming. And I feel like we've met, I don't know, like a month ago, and now we're finally getting the chance to share it with the community. So thank you for coming, and I'm honored and super grateful.
1: Yes, me too. Thank you, Brooke. I appreciate being here with you.
0: Yes. So to start this off and to share with our community and wellness movers, I would like for you to just explain your journey, a little bit of about yourself and what a vision quest is.
1: Yeah. Um, my journey, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's funny how um, our life story is our, it doesn't, it's not unique to us because it's the only thing we've ever lived. So, you know, how, how is it possibly you, you're unique or interesting? Um, but uh, as I've had some chance to, you know, step back a little, realize, Hey, I've done some pretty, pretty amazing things and worked with some pretty amazing people you know when I was really I was born in northern Alberta in Canada and uh, when I was little we moved uh, way up to northwestern Alberta onto uh, a set of lakes called the Hay Lakes and we lived with the Dene Ta people there and uh, so that was like my you know until we would live there almost I think almost four years and um, so that was sort of my initiation into um, an Indigenous community that still lived according to their original ways. And it wasn't until the mid-80s that they actually transitioned from a their traditional form of governance to a tribal governance. And so everything was done through their, through their spirituality. That's how everything was governed and everything was done. And it was about relationship and it was about connection, which is you know, kind of why, you know, a lot of my life it's felt a little bit like I was a square peg trying to go into a round hole because, you know, I I'm I'm looking at the world through the eyes of connection and relationship and um and I just couldn't quite get it. And so it took me a while and then and then a lot of them other amazing elders that have uh that have that that I met along the way who were incredible teachers. And um you know and I mentored under yeah I've been mentoring under them now for close to thirty years. And so as far as vision quest goes, the very first vision quest I did was back, I think, in nineteen ninety-one. So that's, you know, thirty-two years ago now or something like that. Yeah. And uh and, and and I was it was one of those things where I was home. I knew it. I knew it 32 years ago but that that was home for me. And um so since then, you know, I've I've done myself well over, you know, twenty vision quests myself that I've personally done. Um because I'm not going to ask somebody to go out on vision quest if I'm not regularly doing the same thing. And I don't, am not going to ask somebody to come into this transformational space without making the same commitment to be transformed as much as any of the people that I bring with me. So I have to, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, what is it? You know, when you have your, your EMT, you got to go back and recertify or, you know, take, take, uh, uh, continuing education classes. So, my continuing education is to keep going out and doing vision quests. And I first started leading people on quests well over 20 years ago. <clears throat> and, um, and so I'll, I'll kind of breeze through this philosophy pretty quickly. Um, there's a lot more to it than that, but, but I think I can get the gist of it done in a couple minutes. Um, is that classic Joseph Campbell way of talking about a rite of passage is, uh, is you have a, um, a separation phase right where you separate from everything then you have a threshold phase where you're that's when you're 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 out and away right you're just fasting uh with no food most times with water sometimes without water depending on on what tradition you might be doing it in and then and then you return that that was sort of what joseph campbell wrote back in i don't know when that was i mean the 70s or 80s like and um so the piece that really Stuck with me, in that that needed to needed work was the return, like anything. But like you know, so a vision quest is something like you go and sit in a circle for ninety six hours, and you and don't 96. eat anything. Four days, four nights,
0: and you don't so, eat any food. So that's the fasting part.
1: Yes, and and but there'll be water to drink. So imagine, Brooke, if I said to you, okay, I'm going to take you, and I'm going to lock you in a room that's ten by ten for four days and four nights. And I'll turn the lights off and on once in a while, and I'll give you a little bit of water. Would that be kind of traumatic? Absolutely, it, it potentially could be, right? So, so where I'm pointing to here is that is that our souls, when we are faced with an experience, goes, oh, this is a, this is a this is an initiation, this is a rite of passage, and so you know now, like I mean, the trauma industry, you know, is like it's turning into a billion dollar industry, um, because, and this is my my take on it and my take on it through my spiritual teachers is that we we never get a chance to return we ne- like 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 animals you know in the forest right if they have if they have a near-death experience or something that happens a very very traumatic traumatic you'll see that they'll 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 lay there like they're catatonic and then all of a sudden their whole body will just shake it'll like they'll just start to shake you know and 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 then they and then after a little bit then they kind of like stop you know and they'll start looking around and and if it's a bird, it just flies away, like, and, and they work through it. They have, so th- that doesn't stick with them, Right. And so anyway, where I'm going with this is to say that quite a number of years ago, um, <clears throat> that's, that's the vision I got when I was on vision quest, you know, spirit told me like, you got to find a way to bring these ancient ceremonies to modern people. And mm-hmm. one of the key ways to do that is like, is, is how do we bridge going on this incredibly transformational experience out in nature where and then we got to come back to this Absolutely. how do we bridge that how do we bridge that and so that's the um that's I think the part that I'm the most proud of and the part that I've done I've done so much work on is understanding how to how to how to make sure that when somebody comes back they actually can they can actually be themselves they can be you yes
0: um, speaking of which <laughs> yes.
1: mm-hmm. um so there's my little longer answer than perhaps I was going to do.
0: No, that's amazing. You touched upon so many different aspects, which I want to kind of dive into. I took some notes. So, the first aspect I want to go back to the beginning is you worked with elders. Yes. So, and that also helped you in your first vision quest. Yes. How did working with those elders shape your? way of going about this and shape your community and how did you get that perspective of nature and spirit during that first vision quest or just working with them?
1: They taught me how to listen.
0: Huge say that one more time.
1: I will. They taught me how to listen and they taught me how to pray. And um and when I so I say this often, you know, if I was to meet somebody in the elevator and they were to say, Mark, look, I've got Six flights in this elevator with you, six floors in this elevator, and I'm never going to see you again. What's one thing you can tell me that I could do that would change my life forever? I would, that's what I would tell them learn how to listen. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, all we're always asking, right? Like, God help me, or, you know, spirits help me, or, you know, we're always wanting, we're all, we want to consume all the time. That's sort of a part of this Western world, right? We're, we're, we're consumers. That's what we're looked at. But, when we go on Vision Quest or, or something, or what I learned from my elders is, is that when we listen, um, there's quiet voices that come that otherwise can't be heard. It's like having a 20-piece brass band that's playing all the time. I mean, you know, and then you put one of these in people's hands, and it's, it's we've made it into a 40-piece brass band. You know, put a big screen on TV. Well, you, get the, you get the point, right? There's everything in this world to distract us from our own inner knowing, from our own sense of who we are. And who better to reflect that back to us than the stillness of nature. But we have to be able to listen. And, um, and, 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 and all of a sudden, you know, that, that volume knob on the brass band starts to turn out, turn down. And we realize that nature and spirit is speaking to us all the time. Like before I went on the vision, before I led vision quest this April, um, I was, it was in the nighttime and I'm standing up on the road, just up from my house. And um, and I'm, I'm facing the west, and uh, as I'm standing there, I catch a, a glimpse out of the corner of my eye of some movement, and I look down, and my my right foot is slightly ahead of my of my left foot, and I'm watching, and here comes a skunk, just walking right down the middle of the road, walks over, steps on my foot as he walks by me, and then disappears into the uh, into the bushes. No. Wait. Yep. The next day, I get in my car. Now I'm I'm in I'm in Santa Barbara, right? I'm just a tiny, tiny bit out of town. So when I drive down off the hill from my place, you got to go through like a like a forest canopy, and then you shoot right out into a subdivision, right? So I'm coming down the hill the next morning, and there, in the dappled sunlight and shade on the road, is this huge bird. Now I've been a naturalist for a long time, and my birding is is pretty good, and uh, and I'm looking at that bird, and it's just like. I'm going through like the Rolodex, you know, sorry, I'm old. I know what Rolodexes are still. I'm going through my file folder in my head, you know, of like, what bird is that? And and I can't come up with a search image for this bird. And I get closer to it and it takes off and it's flying away from me as I'm driving. And of course, I'm driving faster than it's flying. And at some certain point, as I get underneath it, it banks and turns left. And my heart almost stopped. It was a golden eagle right in town.
0: No
1: I, way. I mean, I've, I've seen Golden Eagles in the backcountry a lot around here, but not right there. So then I get out to Vision Quest. And um, and so the first day I'm thinking, OK, what does this mean? What's this telling me? And uh, so we get out to start Vision Quest. And so the first day of Quest, it dawns on me that one of my main elders, um, that his, what you would call like the, his altar that he worked with, was the Eagle Nation Altar. And that day was the 16th anniversary of his passing.
0: Wow. If that doesn't tell you what spirit does, I have the chills.
1: Yeah, totally. So, so I I I learned to listen. And that's what I teach people, how to listen. And and there's ways of listening where where like we are very penetrative in our in our in our listening, right? We push our senses out, right? We like we we grab things with our eyes. You know, like we want to like grab something and smell it, but, but there's a different way to do it, Brooke, where, where like, we listen from the back of our ears and we let those sounds come to us. We see from the back of our eyes and let those things, we allow ourselves to be t- penetrated by nature. We become the receptor as opposed to the, 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 um the, you know, I'm obviously using language of, you know, sexuality and stuff like that. But, but what I'm meaning is it's like, yeah, allow ourselves to be, to be devoured by nature. And that's what happens when you go out on Quest. I, st- I tell people, it's like, here's what it is. It's like, we have to stop trying to be at the center of life because that's not where we belong. We let life be at the center of life. And we revolve around that, which means we're nobody special. But we belong to something that's really special. And as one of my elders used to say, he said, you know, we're nobody special. We're not even special enough to be ignored.
0: Say that one more time.
1: We're nobody special. We're not even special enough to be ignored.
0: (laughs) There we go. And I mean, I just want to dial it down to even not a division quest, just daily life and and where meditation came into practice. is just listening to your inner knowing. I can't tell you how many times where, I was either offered opportunities and, or I knew I was in a place where I didn't need to be anymore. Right. And I just needed to sit still, listen. And my inner knowing would tell me it's always there. Just mm-hmm. listen. It's such a great, great reminder. Not just for, like you said, the vision quest, but just daily life and step step one and meditation. That's how it came about.
1: Right. And the thing is, it's like, that's not, <clears throat> it's not hard to learn. But it's really important to have frameworks to understand how to do it, because, the, you know, one of the, you know, uh, um, so looking at like, in, you know, how is this, how, how, we're, how are we changing our relationship to how we live in this earth? You know, like um, that's how we do it. Because, but there's nothing that happens in our lives that tells that that teaches us how to do that. Right. We go through 12 years of, of, of school where, where, where somebody else is the one deciding what's right and wrong for us. You know, we don't get a chance to exercise any sort of personal sovereignty. You know, then then we go to college we get the same thing. You go to a job, you get the same thing. I mean, you know, and and like our whole culture, you know, is based on on it's it, it's based on authoritarianism, right? You break the law, and well, you know, it happens. Like the, at best, you get a ticket or a warning. At worst, you know, it, it could escalate really fast. And so there's always a threat of violence if we step out of line. So. Um, and I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't follow, you know, traffic laws and the laws that are out there, you know, some of them are really good. What I am, what I'm suggesting is that that capacity for us to be able to be self-aware and self-observant and self-reflective is something that is paramount in, in, in that learning to listen. Um, and, and I will add to Brooke that, um, yes, meditation and mindfulness practices are wonderful, but if they don't include, a process of deep nature connection i'm really concerned about the outcome of them because it still keeps us in in as separate from nature and we're not we are animals just like everything else and and we want to and even the words like you know to heal our the relationship between humans and the earth i think that's i i I, that's wrong thinking that's percent. what we're what we're saying that in there is like we are we can we we're the do-gooders Right. We, we're going to do good. We're going to go out there and do something really good. And, 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 and we don't necessarily understand what the consequences of those things are. How about if we, if we start looking <clears throat> at everything we do in, as, as reflective in the life sheds that we live, that we live in? And I, don't, I don't like to call them watersheds because that to me also implies that that's a resource. So I, like, I, I prefer to call them like a life shed. This is the, the bioregion that I live in. So if I'm successful right? If, if I gain wealth, then, then my perspective on it and what I was taught is then everything around me needs to be gained wealth too. Like, so nature is, is healthier and wealthier because, because I've also been doing that. So it changes everything about how, how we look at things, right? So instead of just, you know, well, whatever, I drive a car and I put gas in it and, you know, that's all it is. And then maybe we're like, well, maybe I need to get like a you know, a car that's a little more fuel efficient, right? Or then the next step might be, well, maybe I should, um, you know, move closer to work so I can ride a bike. And then but coming from that, that what I call thriving life, which is the name of what I call my business, living a thriving life, we have to look and say, how do we redesign the entire transportation system, the whole idea of transporting in such a way that it creates more life?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's the
1: revolutionary conversation that we need to have.
0: Yeah, and it takes you back to what you said in the very beginning, your first sentence was we started stepping away from spirit and nature, which was the original foundation of everything. So in yes. order to tap into that and, and listen to your inner knowing, you have to go back to where it all started. So Absolutely. that's exactly where it all comes from. It's the vibration. It's stepping away from technology. It's stepping away from the EMS. It's, you know, we're mm-hmm. protecting ourselves from that. So I definitely agree. And I wanna kind of gravitate towards the actual vision quest, which is in nature, yes. plus the water fasting, plus <clears throat> all of the above. Can you tell us a little bit more what the vision quest entails?
1: Yes. Um, so there's there's lots of p- different people out there that lead vision quest and I think everybody does it a little differently. You know, I you know, frankly, I've never sat down with, <clears throat> you know, fifteen people that lead vision quest and asked them. And almost all the vision quests I've done have been done, you know, in the lineage that I was that I was that I was trained in, and um, but the way I do it is it's, it's ten days. And so first of all, I want to say that you know. People, anybody can go on a vision quest, right? If if somebody's called to do, I don't recommend this at all. But if there are people that like just just get this wild look in their eye, and they're like, I'm just I'm just going to walk off and sit down in nature someplace for four days and do a vision quest. Or sometimes vision quests happen spontaneously to people, which which um, and so people can do that <clears throat> should they choose. Now, the early vision quest some this is kind of how i'm explaining so the early vision quests that i've done were there was no facilitation pre or post vision quest and so i just went back and reread the notes of the vision quest i did 32 years ago and i'm like oh my god i wish there would have been some some guidance for me after that vision quest because what was in there was totally gold like the Mm. information i'd written down but i had no way of understanding it so we do three days before and three days after the quest that we were together and those first three days are heavily facilitated by, by working with and I don't necessarily work with intentions. I get people to used to get people to write letters of intentions. But now I, it's a, it's a four step process, because how many times we've we done something where where we go, oh, God, that didn't turn out what I. Yeah, I never intended for that to turn out that way. It happens all the time. So what's unclear is what our motivation is. So, I, you know, we spend an entire day working on getting clear about motivations to intentions, understanding the thread between the two of them and then right action. We do, um, um, like a lot of time sitting in nature, like, you know, going to sit spot time, coming back and reflecting, uh, a lot of bonding as, as, as a, as a group We become a whole village. And then, um, we do a sweat lodge on day three before they go out and, uh, um, why I use a sweat lodge is because it's one of the most powerful tools. If I knew a power, more powerful tool to get people centered and grounded in their body, I would do it, but I don't. It is, it I is
0: agree.
1: It is the most powerful way that I know of to get people actually embodied. And, and, um, and, 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 you know, it's called a purification for a reason. And, and it does like, I mean, and all, you know, and again, going back to your five elements of, 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 I'm sorry, Brooke. What do you call it? You have five elements.
0: Five aspects of wellness.
1: Five aspects of wellness. It's really interesting that the five bodies I work with are almost identical to yours. Is this identical? Really cool.
0: And I want to go tap. That's my next question. I want to tap into that. So, putting right. a pin in that. Sure. <laughs> so,
1: visually, or sweat lodge, which which grounds people incredibly. The next day, they go out in the morning, first thing, and they're out on solo for four days, four nights, with just water. Um, and, the, and one of the reasons for that is. You could say metaphor, not even metaphorically, they're going to feast on something else. They're going wow. to nourish themselves from some other place. You know, like you, we can never get enough of what we don't need. You know, so, so um, that's, you know, so the fasting part, it, it clears the mind. It clears the body. It 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 brings us emotionally present with ourselves. It pulls in our spiritual self. It's like a it's like it all our bodies have a chance to come together, right? And um and so that's why that's why we fast while we're out there, and um and and then after four days they come back. We do another sweat lodge once they're back, and then and then we do a, basically a mirroring of what we did on the first three days. So it's a very, very intensive deep dive into people's stories and visions. You know, I've had people come off the quest where they're like they they had all their stuff packed and they're like, I'm leaving because nothing happened. You know, I didn't get a vision. And we sat down, I was okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before before you jump in your car, let's sit down and talk about this a little bit. You know, and and once they started telling their story and uh, you know and that's one of my primary jobs is to be able to reflect that story back into to them. Um, mm-hmm. you know she realized like how powerful her vision was so powerful so that she's actually that same person is coming back to quest with me in a week um, wow so do
0: and you th-
1: have and we go mm-hmm.
0: and then
1: sorry, we go home. Keep going. Saying, and then we go home
0: yeah and then we go home and then after all of that it's like right. okay
1: <laughs> and we've so also you- t- sorry just to add one more thing I've also we also have a, a whole system set up for how to arrange to work with our families or our loved ones pre and post vision quest as well. Because when we go out on an experience like that, we come back a different person. And so our, our, our kids or our partners might be wanting to know, like, am I still in your story? Like, I I need to know that. I need to feel that you're still here. And so we, you know, part of this, of helping that return be easier is, uh, is setting it up. So there's actually, Um, you know, there's a facilitated way that the people who are staying back home, holding down the fort, that there's a facilitated process for them as well.
0: So so
1: they they understand and know how to hold spiritually the people that are going away. And then there's a whole process for how to greet them and bring them back once they get home.
0: Wow, that is so special and so important because you are who you surround yourself with. Yes, If you don't feel that support, then it's, you know, that's, definition of community which i would right. say is my is social but aspect but also i like to call it the sixth aspect a special uh-huh. touch mm. which is exactly what we do so just to to recap that you start off with the sweat, sweat lodge which the benefit is to just flush it out yeah and then yes. you go into the four days of fasting yes. which you said is the best way to just get in touch with yourself and get rid of the things that you don't need.
1: Yes. When you eliminate every distraction, whatever's left is who you truly are.
0: Beautiful. And then you finish off again with another sweat lodge when you're like completely depleted. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) And then it's like now you truly know what it means to be you from ground zero.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of times people meet themselves literally for the first time in their life.
0: Wow. I mean, and just the fact that you have the element of the before and the after they are taken care of the entire time. And that's the benefit of community. I'm sure that they feel so connected as well to the people that are there.
1: They become family.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the five aspects of wellness, which you also touch upon during the Vision Quest, during, you know, the sweat lodges and the yes. story of the fasting back to sweat lodges, and in our book and what we preach is mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and physical. Which I know a lot of people kind of change those words around, but it's all the main aspects of it. So, how do you touch upon all of those aspects during the vision quest?
1: Great question. So, um, the, yeah, the the I so for me the social aspect that you talk about is to me it's like a it's a different it's a different framework um because everything we do is based on connection right mm-hmm. like we would never go through the process of growth or or like if, if we didn't have any outside input from people around us that you know that our behaviors were, in, were some way like needed to change why would we ever go through any kind of personal growth we would never we would never need to so we are in constant relationship with everything so I hold relationship as like the, the framework that holds all of, all of these five aspects together. And so for me, the fifth aspect, um, is, is archetypal. Um, <clears throat> so, so first we'll start with physical, you know, that, that, um, you know, we let the physical body take a break. We actually, we go through that sweat lodge process to, to flush it out. And, and it literally pulls toxins from a, from like a cellular level. And, um, um, and, and grounds us in our bodies. It shuts our mind off. So the second one, our mental part, you know, it's great that we have these minds that can process and think and do math and all that kind of stuff, but we've become so predominantly that way, you know, in our materialist world, um, you know, the, thanks to old brother Descartes with the whole Cartesian split thing, I think therefore I am. Um, but you got to understand the dude nailed live dogs to walls and vivisected them while they were alive, because he didn't believe that anything else had a soul. And so the fact that this, th- these dogs were just machines. So wow. anyway, so that mental process, like we got to shut, we got to tone that down, kind of bring it down a little bit. And so the sweat lodge is one of the best ways to do that. And then okay. going right into the vision quest after that, it's like, we got four days where our minds will sometimes go crazy, but they slowly start to slow down as it regulates to the process of nature our emotional body Um, where, where all of a sudden, like, you know, I've had, it's so interesting to me that this language gets used so often, but people come back and they say, my dragon woke up. I don't even know what that is, you know, but, but, but like this, it's kind of like their own, like it's, I look at it, like that's their emotional body waking up and saying, I'm ready to have a place here. You know, I'm tired of being, you know, stuck in the damn closet for like all my life because most people, you know, I I use four emotions, anger, sadness, fear, and joy. And, um, most people like, for instance, anger, most people, when they're growing up, like anger wasn't something, there's one other family member that might be allowed to be angry, but we weren't or, or so, um, what happens when our dragon wakes up and our emotional body comes online, um being out on vision quest is the perfect place to be because nature is going to reflect back perfectly every single one of those emotions. And, and, and so there's a chance to really gain some more clarity and experience with a, what our emotions are Mm -hmm. b the fact that we actually feel them and, and, and that we have needs around them and then, and then how they regulate. So, Mm -hmm. so there's, and then we go to our spiritual body. So that's the one that really gets to come online when we're out on vision quest. So, um, you know, having people have had the, having the the experience of, of, um, like having a vision, you know, actually literally seeing something come to them, you know I mean? And visions don't always have to be like the white winged Buffalo coming, flying by us with, you know, with, you know, spirit standing on the back of it, you know, no like for me, the big vision I got on my first vision quest was a leaf, and just seeing the the veins and ribs of the leaf, and what that taught me was was like that that's the 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 like that we are connected to everything, yep. yeah so Definitely. um so when we come to that place spiritually, we stop taking everything so personally and so seriously because it's because it's most of it's is not about us anyway, right. It's, you know, it's, it's like, great, go do, be you, man. That's fine. Um, yeah. And then the fifth one is, is the archetypal body. And to me that it's one that I don't hear many people use, but to me it is so important because mm. I get, you know, I do a lot of one-on-one work with people as well. And, and they'll say like, God, I just can't figure out what the hell's wrong with me. Like, well, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not a fucking chair. Pardon my language, but that's really important. Like the, we are not broken. We're not mm-hmm. a chair, but we but we have to understand that sometimes the behaviors or the things that, that are going on for us that feel so hard or so painful, it's part of the archetypal pattern of, of humanity, and it really may not have much to do with us at all, but if there's a, like, you ever walk into a room, and you're like, oh, my God, this room feels amazing. The people feel so amazing, or you walk into a room, and it's like, all of a sudden, your back's against the wall, and you're like, this Gosh. place is creepy you know
0: yeah so so
1: so we pick up on energetics like like and that's when our archetypal body kicks in it's like you know go to the grocery store watch people drive down the street in the morning nobody looks very happy brooke and and so i think that that there's an energetic resonance that happens and so to 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 use that archetypal perspective to say i get to now to see what's mine and what isn't mine so
0: beautiful Thank you so much for sharing. And I want to express uh, my gratitude and and one of the benefits and pushes where I was like, I need to have Mark on the podcast was because you touch upon all five of these aspects and really dial it down to what we truly need to hear. And I want to bring up the two points is one, let's not step away from spirit and nature and let's really, really focus on learning how to listen and whether you know our community or anyone who's listening out there is is ready for that sweat lodge or wants to do it, I think that there's a way to practice all of this, especially the yes. five aspects of wellness in their daily lives on yes. a daily basis. And I think having you on here really describes what it is on, you know, an extreme level, which is incredible. Is there anything you can share that we can do on a daily or a weekly basis to touch upon absolutely energy
1: find a spot to sit in nature that's within 15 minutes of your house and i'm not talking about like you have to be in the middle of the national forest it's like maybe it's a corner in a little park someplace and go sit there every day for 20 minutes or half an hour that if people would do that brooke that would change lives. Like if, like, if say there's, there's whatever, say there's 10 people listening to this who are like, okay, I want to do vision quests. And I, you know, Mark, what's the one thing I can do? Like, what can I do between now and cause I have another one coming up in May and I'll give you those dates before we're done. Um, and, and what's, I would say find a sit spot in nature and go sit there every day and you will be absolutely ready. Don't take your phone. Don't take a journal. Just go and sit and be half an hour a day.
0: Amazing. That's my, that's
1: my prescription.
0: Thank you so much. And I have one more question. And this is the, the everlasting question. In your opinion, what does it mean to truly be you?
1: Mm. To truly be me means I surrender my ego's desire to be at the center of everything. And I allow myself to be not special. And in doing so, I am in humble Relationship and connection with everything around me. It means to be me means that in doing that, I step into love in a way that I'd never thought possible.
0: Beautiful. So you step away from ego and you step into love. Yep. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Before we go, please tell us where we can find you. Please tell us, you said you have another one coming up in May.
1: Yes. So people can find me at uh, on my website which is com. so m a r k t o l l e f s o n.com and um i have another vision quest I, I have scheduled in may and i'm about to give you the dates for that are uh may 10th through may 19th and uh Amazing. through my website you you can you can send me a message through there if you're interested And uh, and then we can we can we can start talking that vision quest will be happening down here in Southern California, up in the high deserts um, in one of the most spectacularly beautiful, quiet places in nature that it's like a hidden jewel because we're less than 50 miles from downtown L.A. And you can go for an hour and not hear one peep of noise from humans. It's just the wilds of nature. Beautiful.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to add all of that in our show comments as well. So thank you for joining us. Thanks. And thank you everyone for listening to the BU Movement community. Once again, I'm Brooke Emery and don't forget to follow us BUNDMT.com. We have a ton of free resources. Sign up for our newsletter. With that, you'll get free workouts, free gear, free podcasts, marketplace, discount codes, all of the above. And don't forget to follow my amazing friend, Mark, and we can't wait to see you on the next podcast. Mark, thank you. And we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye.